Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. My name is Amber Jordan, and I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. Hey, Amber, and it's good to be here with you. So excited. In fact, I am drinking coffee from one of my uh, new coffee mugs, and I get new coffee mugs every year around Christmas, New Year's time, so it's pretty exciting. So you can see how exciting my uh, new year is already. Yeah, I mean, I would be a little concerned about you if I did not see you with a coffee cup in your hand. So (laughs) (laughs) don't worry. You know what? I I don't want to let you down early on in the year. Right. Yeah, that's that's important, which actually is what we're going to talk about today. So we have a great show in store for everyone today, and it's good to be here with you all. We are kicking off the second week of January with this episode that Mo has titled, Do You Already Feel Like a Failure? (laughs) And that is just about the most Enneagram type three title I have ever heard. (laughs) Well, uh, um, I'm not going to lie. This is probably not everybody's favorite topic. And so that's why I gave it that title. Uh, But it's definitely a conversation worth happening. And uh, it's actually worth happening uh, every year. And instead of making everybody feel good about themselves and ask whether or not they've been keeping their goals already, I'm just going to, you know, make it real and bring it to the forefront and just figure everybody's probably broken one of their resolutions by now. I know that I'm already struggling. And so I was thinking to myself the other day, man, I already kind of feel like a failure. And so I thought that would be a great conversation. So really the question is, Amber, do you already feel like a failure in 2021? Oh, man. And I, yeah, I'm not even going to tell you the ways in which I have already not achieved the goals to the standard I was hoping to, but we have time still. We're not going to give up. To, but to be clear, we aren't just talking only about failing on diet or new budget or parenting or the hundred other things that may be running through our listeners' minds right now. We're specifically talking today about leadership as it relates to leading other people. So Mo, our listeners are people who want to be good leaders, who want to grow and improve their leadership. So it's likely that they've set some leadership goals for themselves and you know, their organizations for 2021. So if our aspiring leaders out there today find themselves on week two of their goals, already feeling like a failure, we need to help them address this, right? So we're going to talk today about two actions to avoid failing or feeling like we are failing. And the first one is this. Number one, we need to be aware of the expected obstacles. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I broke this one down to a couple of parts as well as the second piece of our conversation today. But if we're talking about being aware of the expected obstacles, the first thing that you have to do underneath that would be to understand that a lot of people just have what I call an unwillingness to commit. And isn't that one of the biggest challenges in life with anything that we do? People just don't like to commit. You probably walked onto a car lot with your dad sometime when you were younger and you're going to buy your first car or whatever. And you're kind of thinking, well, you know, there's probably a million reasons why we need to buy this, but you never really want to commit. And so you, you leave the car a lot and you're thinking, man, why can't we just do this? Right? Because it's, it's a big purchase for instance, but even down to the little things, 
I think that people just have an unwillingness to commit. I talk to people about goals all the time, just not in the new year, but just in life in general. One of the first conversations that I have with people when I sit down with them, as I did with you, Amber, so many years ago, I said, hey, what do you want to accomplish in life? What what, what does the next one, three, five, 10 years look like for you? But it, isn't it difficult to just kind of get to that commitment piece? Well, if you want to succeed in 2021, you've got to get over that. You've got to get over the unwillingness to commit because those are the things that cause you to fail. And if you don't commit, you've already kind of lost the game and it sets you up for failure before you even begin. And like I've said before, and I always say with uh, the great coach, John Wooden, he says, look, if you don't, um, if you don't prepare, you're, you're going to fail, you know, failing to prepare is preparing, uh, preparing to fail. And so we need to know that. And so really you need to ask yourself, do I have an unwillingness to commit right now already in 2021? But if we're prone to an unwillingness to commit, if that's one of the things, the obstacles that we need to expect to be there, then why would someone take the time to set goals for themselves or their organization if they're unwilling to commit to them? Which we've all done it, right? Some of us have already found ourselves there so far but why do we do that well i would say although that although you you want to achieve your goals they're not convenient that's why they're goals there's something that you have to attain there's something that you have to work for and so that's difficult and we're already kind of putting ourselves out there and saying i'm going to put something in front of me that i may not be able to attain that's why it's a goal so if you're really committed to reaching your goals You'll do what you have to do, no matter what. Once you make the decision, you kind of get past that piece and decide, well, what do I need to do now to get to those goals? What do I need to do to achieve those goals? But a lot of times we're more interested in reaching our goals, but we're not willing to commit to reaching those goals. It's not that we don't want them. It's that we don't want to do the things to commit to getting those things done. And so most of the time, as soon as the going gets tough, we don't get going, we give up. And that's kind of the bummer part of it. And that's what sets you up within this unwillingness to commit that kind of sets you up for failure. Well, what would you say then are the pitfalls for a leader who is unwilling to commit to their goal? What trips them up the most? I think a lot of leaders are so entrenched in what they're trying to do with their own personal goals that they forget about the bigger picture. The tough part about being a leader is that you are just not committed to your goals. You're committed to the goals of the people that follow you. And that's difficult, right? I mean, I just said that most people are, are unwilling to commit to their own goals. So why would they be <laughs> willing to commit to the goals of more people and that's what's difficult, but leaders know that. And so leaders have to make the decision early. And I know some people start their goals not on January 1st, but they'll start like in the last quarter of the year before because they've already got to be rolling. Because by the time January 1st, January 1st comes, like this year, it was on a Friday, I think. And so you're thinking, well, it's Friday. Maybe we'll just start on Monday. Well, Monday, you're already you know, getting into January. And it's already too late. So what does it take for you to set up not just your goals, but the goals of the people that are looking up to you, that are, are following you? And so the question that I would say, Amber, that people need to ask with this is, am I really committed 
to reaching my goals in 2021? Well, okay. Let's say that the answer is an enthusiastic yes. I am committed to reaching my goals. But there's still another common obstacle that we must be aware of and really come to expect that will try to trip us up. So why don't you explain that? What What is another obstacle we need to expect? Well, the second one under being aware of those obstacles is that a lot of people are just afraid to step out of their comfort zone. I mean, let's face it, none of us want to do this. That's why it's the comfort zone. It's comfortable, right? We like doing what we're already good at doing. And leaders do stuff that others won't do. And that's the important part of it is leaders are willing to go out there and, and they're going to get things done because it's not just them that they're responsible for, but they're responsible for other people. Uh, one author, Les Brown, says this, you must be willing to do the things today that others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow that others won't have. And really, that's what leaders need to have fresh on their mind. They need to think, what do my people need? What am I willing to do today in the goals that I've set forth for me and for my organization so that people are set up for success? And so I would say this, Amber, here's a good action point. Uh, I like to use the word action point uh, as opposed to like uh, a to-do list because doesn't, don't you think a to-do list just thinking, oh man, these are things I have to do. I, I have to take out the trash. I have to to paint the house. I have to clean the pool, right? So yeah. we're going to talk in terms of action points. And here's the first action point for everybody out there. Do something different. If you're not getting the raise that you want at work over the past couple of years, do something new. Get out there. Be seen by the people that are in charge of you. And instead of complaining and saying, well, this person just doesn't, my, my manager just doesn't appreciate me for who I am. Give them a reason to appreciate you. Get in front of them. Do something new. Do something you haven't done before. Uh, here's another one. If you're not used to speaking up, speak up. I always tell people, if you if you are in any kind of friendship or relationship, you can't get upset with somebody for uh, not knowing something that you haven't brought up. So Amber, if you were upset with me for something, let's say I was being uh, perpetually late uh, as one of your employees, and you're just thinking, man, that guy, Mo, he just does not show up on time. And you would think, well, Mo should know he needs to show up on time. But maybe I've been in a thousand other organizations before that, and I've always been late for 10, 20 years of my life, and nobody's called me on it. Well, that's just normal for me now as an employee. So it's your job as a leader. I know. Remember, <laughs> leaders take responsibility, right? <laughs> right? But as a leader, you you need to speak up and say, hey, uh, Mo, I, I don't know how you've done it in the past, but here we're on time. Once you tell me and I decide to not listen to you, then you can get really upset with me. But at least give your employees a chance. And if you are somebody who is an employee, speak up to your boss. Let him or her know, hey, this is what I can do. This is what I want to do different. These are my, my goals and, and aspirations. Trust me, everybody wants ambitious people in their company. And so let, let me say this, the, the easiest action for all of us to take this year um, is to do something. The worst thing that you could do is take no action. You need to go against everything that's in conventional wisdom, that little voice in your head that's telling you, you just got to get through. 
right? We, we already said that 2020 was one of those years where so many people made excuses. It, yes, it was a hard year. It was difficult. There was a lot of things that happened uh, with people and getting sick and, and all the, the, the different changes, but we still had to do life. And a lot of people actually took the bull by the horns and said, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to work hard. And so the people that I have been coaching and mentoring this past year, I've really been speaking into their lives and saying, how can you thrive in this kind of environment? Because you're not, you're not in control of your circumstances, but you are in control of your attitude and the actions you take. And so let me tell you one of my favorite quotes, and I know it's one of those quotes that a million people have said before. And some people say, don't use this quote anymore, but I'm going to use it because you know it's our podcast and I love the quote and I love the player. But there's a hockey player, uh, the great Wayne Gretzky, who holds a million records. And he says this about um, uh, scoring in the NHL. He said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And so my encouragement, my recommendation for people this, this year, right? We're just in January is to make the decision today to give it another shot. Or for those of you out there who haven't given it a shot, maybe it's time for you to give your best shot. And that's why Wayne Gretzky was not only a great scorer, but he was also a great leader to his teammates, right? Yes. Yes. And, and he's also the one who is famous for this quote, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it has been. And so he, he was aware of, it's like you're aware of the expected, unexpected obstacles. You don't know exactly what's going to happen always, but you can expect the unexpected. And he was great at that. So the second thing to avoid failing or feeling like you are a failure is number two, to know how to respond to them. They happen. The expected and the unexpected happen. But we've got to know how to respond to them as leaders. And if we become aware of the common obstacles, you'd think that we would just know how to respond to them. But that is not always the case, is it? What do leaders need to learn about responding to the expected obstacles? Man, that's that's so key to your success here in 2021. Once you're aware of ex of the obstacles, the ones that that you expect, even the ones that you don't expect, you got to be able to respond. Remember, I just said you don't create your circumstances all the time, but you do. Uh, you're the one who has to respond to them. It's you. It's the way that you do things. And so the first thing that I would say, uh, Amber, that our listeners need to do this year to know how to respond to those obstacles as they arise, and they're going to arise when you least expect them. The first thing is this. Learn to be your own catalyst. Don't wait for somebody else. Because let me give you a piece of advice that you can continue post this on your wall but nobody cares about you as much as you care about you. <laughs> in, in the military, we like to say that you are your best career counselor, meaning nobody is thinking about what needs to be done for your career. You're the one who gets you to the next level. You're the one who, who uh, takes care of issues with pay or what you're supposed to be doing or who uh, you're supposed to reporting to. All those things are up to you. You have to learn to be a catalyst for yourself because motivation 
comes and goes. And so, Amber, I know you've probably heard of Paul Mitchell, right? He's the guy who uh, is famous for doing all the hair products. And I think that you were known in the in uh, when you were growing up for 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 your wonderful hairstyles, right? <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, Paul Mitchell did not make Aquanet. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> okay. So so there's Paul Mitchell, who's known for uh, hair products, and for those actually, um, uh, uh, this is kind of like what we like to call free chicken. Um, he's also uh, the Patron Tequila guy. And so for those of you out there who have ever had Patron Tequila, I know some of us that don't drink, uh, we have it. But if you have, you can say, wow, Paul Mitchell doesn't only make great hair products. He makes great products in general. And, and what he said is this, successful people do all the things that unsuccessful people don't want to do. And so my question is this, are you willing to work when you don't want to work anymore? Are you willing to, to get up? morning when you know nobody else is going to, right? It's it's really funny that uh, when you um, get that new gym membership in the beginning of the year, they say, just wait till February, right? Because in February, <laughs> it's when everybody else is kind of just, you know, ah, well, you know, I kind of already missed a little bit. I'll just start in March or whatever it is. And so are you willing to get up? and hit the roads, hit the gym, uh, 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 work out, um, get that extra time in reading, get that extra time with your kids, get that extra time doing a project at work that nobody else is going to do. The, the stuff nobody wants to do. Are you willing to do that? You know, there's, there's a great story about um, a, a, a college football player. His name is Tim Tebow, and this was years ago. And uh, his team, he was on, uh, the, he, was, he went to the University of Florida, and he was and his team were supposed to win the championship that year and go undefeated. And they ended up losing a game, Amber, early on in the season to a team they were not supposed to. And man, everybody was shocked. They were bummed. But Tim Tebow, who was the leader, the quarterback of that team, got up in a, at a press conference right after that game and pretty much apologized to everybody and said, I'm the leader. I'm the one who should have made sure that these things happened and didn't happen. I'm the reason that we lost, but he didn't leave it there. He said, I'm going to work harder than anybody else. I'm going to put my time in. I'm going to do everything that I need to do to push myself and my team to be a winner and to be winners. And if you look back at that story, he ends up uh, winning the rest of those games. He wins the national championship. It's this great story. And he was willing to do what nobody else wanted to do. I mean, if you've ever lost at something in your life, don't you just want to crawl into bed and put, put, your, put your covers over your head and you just don't want to see the light of day? Well, leaders don't do that, Amber. Leaders are the ones that get up in front of everybody and say, hey, look, it's my fault. I take responsibility and I'm going to do the things that other people won't do. So even if there's a setback, that we can still win. And so my, my action point for this, Amber, would be this learn good habits. And a way to do that is to read a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's by Stephen Covey. And guess what the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is about? It's about building <laughs> seven habits to become a highly effective person. <laughs> and that's what leaders do. They take the bull by the horns. They take responsibility. There's another quote that says this, to change ourselves effectively, 
we first have to change our perceptions. And Amber, my encouragement for everybody out there listening today is change the perception on yourself because to, to be your own catalyst, you have to stop thinking about what everybody else thinks about you and just say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't care what everybody at work thinks about me. I'm going to show everybody and my boss that I could be the successful person that I know I can be. I'm going to be a leader this year. I'm going to help other people this year. I'm going to be better at sales this year. Whatever you need to do, you need to make the decision and make it now. If, if you forgot on January 1st, the good thing is we're still in January. You still have time. Be your own catalyst because you know what? You are the only one who's going to do it. Hmm. Well, okay. I can be my own catalyst. But then you have another point is what we're going to talk about now is you say, but you also have to believe that you can do it, which I mean, come on, Mo, like, isn't that a little cliche? Amber, that is totally cliche. How many times have we heard in movies from our, from our parents, from our coaches, man, Hey, believe you can do it. And I'm here to tell you, yes, that's exactly what you need to do. You need to believe that you can do it. The reason it's a cliche is because we continue to say it. And we continue to say it because it's the right thing to say. And I'm telling everybody out there today, you have to believe in you because, again, nobody is going to believe in you the way that you can believe in you. We, we talk about all these success stories um, and say, wow, this person really, really did it or, or, or got it done. And, man, I really believe in that person. But did anybody believe in those people when nobody even know, knew who they were, when they were young, when they were inexperienced, when they didn't have all the success? No, because if we all knew, then we would have all put a lot of money into Amazon because we all believe in Jeff Bezos now, right? <laughs> but who believed in yeah. Jeff Bezos back when Amazon was at the very start and just trying to, to, to scrape out pennies? You have to believe in yourself. You have to be a little bit unrealistic as well. You know, set your goals a little bigger than you're going to be able to accomplish on your own. Because even though you, you believe you can do it and it's your responsibility, leaders know that they can't accomplish the big things in life without other people. Otherwise, you're just an entrepreneur, which there's nothing wrong with that. You can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of impact being an entrepreneur. But leaders are about two things that we always talk about, which is leaders build leaders and they build teams. And so leaders always think bigger than themselves. What do I need to do to bring people along with me? But don't get this confused because I'm not saying to put your goals down that are totally unrealistic, but just enough to make you work for it. And here's a great quote by Bill Gates, another person who nobody knew when he was really young, but I think everybody knows the, the name Bill Gates now. And this is what he says, Amber. Most people underestimate what they can do in one year and they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Most people overestimate what they can do this year in 2021, but they underestimate what they can do in the next 20 or, or there I go again, talking about 20 years of leadership, right? In the next 10 years, because Amber, can you believe that in, in 10 years, it's going to be 2031? So wow. think leaders think that big. They think, what am I going to be doing in 2031? But Mo, how, how does someone 
let's say who didn't have encouraging parents or encouraging coaches, or maybe are even in situations right now where, yes, they're trying to be a leader and influence people, but they have leaders above them or, you know, maybe even equal to them that don't necessarily believe that they can do it. So how, how do you, how do you, does somebody balance between, I, I'm not going to listen to what everybody says. And at the same time, how do we know if we can do it? If, if you're looking at the leaders around you going, they don't think I can do it. How do I know if I'm being realistic and reaching just far enough? Or if I am just, I've lost my mind. <laughs> I don't have a clue. That That's a great question. And I would say this, one of my, my favorite things to tell people is, look, I've got enough people in my life who are going to criticize me. I need more cheerleaders. And I say that on my podcast, I say that in, in more meetings that, that, than I can ever count. But I've got enough people out there telling me that I can't do it, that are looking at me from afar saying, well, there Mo goes again, thinking he can do something big. What I need are people in my life, Amber, that are cheerleaders. And those are the people that I bring into the process. Leaders don't do anything alone. If you want to be a person of influence, if you want to be a leader, it doesn't matter where you are. If you have one person that looks to you at your job, you got to be a leader because somebody is relying on you to make decisions. If you're the lowest man or woman on the totem pole, hey, have fun now because pretty soon you're going to have somebody else underneath you. But most of us have others that 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 look to us for, for, for different things. But you know what? If you decide to become a leader, you are going to need those people because that's what we as leaders are all about. We're all about making people better. And so here's the action point for that, Amber. You need to just get rid of those people in your life <laughs> that are not the cheerleaders. And I don't mean just don't ever talk to them again and don't call somebody today and say, or text them and say, Mo says that, you know, you don't believe in me and you're out of my life. No, no, Mo <laughs> did not say that, right? What I'm saying is you have to gently and lovingly Put distance between yourself and other people that are not on your team. What do we talk about all the time, Amber? I say, man, I am on Team Amber. I am one of the many people on Team Amber uh, because when you're in the, the Team Amber process, you've got people in your life that, that are speaking in your life for different things. I don't speak in your life on everything. I have a very, very small part of what I do with you and for you. And for all of you listening out there, you have a team as well. And your team might just be you right now. But if it is, hey, at least you know that whether you love everybody on your team and or hate everybody <laughs> on your team, it's probably your fault, right? But as soon as we bring other people into the process that want to believe in us the way that, that we can believe in ourselves and look for that support, man, let me just tell you that those are the things that we need to be doing. So- are you doing the things in life right now that are helping you to understand what it means to be the best you? Are you bringing those people along with you to help you get those things done? Because Amber, you've got to make the decision now and do it. So that's the action point. I get pushed back on this all the time, but I really, really believe in it. 
And I have enough people in my life that believe in me now that say, Mo, I don't necessarily understand what's going on in your head right now, but I got your back. So Amber, who are the people that, that our listeners have that are on their team? Your team, Amber, I'm team Mo. Uh, even Kevin Cobb had a team. It was team Kevin. What is your team and how does that look? And what are you doing to better that team on a daily basis? I, I cannot even put into words how my team saved my life in 2020. That there were decisions, again, there expected obstacles and completely unexpected. There were things that I had no idea I was going to need to be making decisions about, things that I didn't set goals about but maybe affected other goals that I had set. And if it hadn't been for your encouragement to put people in place in my life, to invite them onto the team, which seems awkward to people to be like, hey, do you want to join Team Amber? But it's not awkward to the right people. People, people that are worth having on your team know what it's like because They've built their own team. So when I found um, other women in my life that were you know, older than me and had a skill set and an understanding about things that I really wanted in my life, and I went and asked them, hey, would you be willing to meet with me about these things? Not only did they say yes and did that add great value to my life, but when it came to the unexpected obstacles I already had that in place. And so I I cannot emphasize enough how important that is that yes, you've got goals. And just before this podcast, you asked me, hey, are you going to go over your goals with the people in your life? And yes, I am. So for our listeners, that's really important. But it's not just important to help you keep your goals that you've set. It's vitally important for those things that will come up in this next year or two years or five years from now that you're going to want their support in your life. And it all starts with building it today. So Mo, before we go, what are some of your final thoughts for our listeners? I would say this. If you are here in the middle of January, because we're already getting to the middle of January, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and if you're at the if you're in the middle of January and you're already thinking, man, am I already a failure? The answer to that is no. And my encouragement for our listeners today is again, just take another step in the leadership journey. Be ready for the obstacles and be ready to respond to them appropriately. And we'll get through this journey together. We're going to continue to simplify each part of the complicated processes of leadership. But you're not failing. You're doing great. Just take the next step. Thank you, Mo. That is so good. Thank you, listeners, for being with us again today. We love having you here on the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, and we hope that you will join us again next week as we continue the leadership journey. You can also find us on risingtideleadership.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out. We will see you next week.